0: Welcome to the TuckCast with a Splash of Bourbon presented by CG Fly Shop with a location in Bryson City in Selva, North Carolina. Be sure to follow the crew on Facebook at TuckCG Fly Shop, Instagram at Tuck Fly Shop, and YouTube at CG Fly Shop for the latest information and instructional videos. Be sure to visit TuckFlyShop.com for all things fly fishing in Western North Carolina and beyond. Remember, the online store is always open and you people are shopping and we thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Brady's Handmade Nets. Purchasing a Brady's Handmade Nets ensures that you will not only have a net, but an heirloom for generations to appreciate for years to come. Pride, professionalism, and attention to detail are all traits found in a Brady's Handmade Net. Visit Brady'sHandmadeNets.com for more information. I'm your host, Shannon Big Mess Messer, joined by Bobby the Bearded Wonder Bennett.
1: All right, all right. Take two, Shannon. Take two, baby. I did hit record. I always forget to hit record. Man. There's too many buttons on this thing. Gosh, man. I know what it feels like not to hit record. So uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, the cameras aren't wanting to work today, so we got to knock this thing out before six because Shannon's got a phone call. So um, Yeah. It's just going to be our logo up there on the screen and a little bit of advertising we threw up for Brady's Handmade Nets, Quality Nets, by the way. Absolutely. But uh, Josh called me.
0: Did he? He's making me a net.
1: That's right. You told me that. Yeah, That's man, like, so I'm yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. I just
0: told him, you know, did he asked me some questions as he would do with any of you folks out there. Uh, when you order a, a Brady Sandmade Nets and it's custom, they're going to ask you some questions and cool. find out some information about you. So he's kind of
1: like surprising you with what's going to yeah, be on Yeah,
0: he, he is. I, I told him, you know, I, I, I do like lighter color wood. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. So That's cool. will probably that was neat. cool to it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, looking forward to that. But appreciate Josh and his dad uh, sponsoring the Tuck Cast with a splash of bourbon this month. Uh, they do a wonderful job. And uh, if you want to know more about that, we did a uh, podcast with them, and it's on YouTube, the video when they visited here in-studio in, in studio interview. Yeah, two, three months ago. a lot of photos up of the nets and the things that they make. So if you're interested in one of those nets, be sure to reach out to them at Brady's handmade com, really good website and get you a net man it's 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 great dell dell loves them dell's all about them for sure but uh, speaking of dell he's not here big diesel slacker big coach diesel collins should be throwing a hopper or something right now i I hope it's
1: pouring rain i don't i don't want to i don't want to be jinxed man. i'm joking i'm joking don't
0: want that to happen hope everybody's having a great time out there and and uh, Dell is out there on one of our hosted trips that we do uh, out in Montana. Some of you folks have seen that here in the shop, but uh, but we do as, as a fly shop. We, we have good friends out there we work with the Big Sky Anglers on these hosted trips. So Dell is out on trip number one, and I'll be headed out in a couple of weeks on trip number two. So if you're looking to potentially go out and explore that part of the world and you haven't done it before, this is a great way to do it. We make it super easy for you and uh, we'd love to help you with that going forward in the future. But just remember, we, we can help you with that uh, expedition.
1: Yeah. We're hoping to maybe make a video of it this year, maybe pull some recordings in and get one of our boys here in the shop that's a little better. Maybe we make a little video for people to see.
0: Yeah, we'd love to. Just got to get a lot, of, a lot of footage recorded for sure. But yeah. uh, want to remind everyone here on October the 17th that we're going to have Norvice Demo Days here at the shop. I got confirmation today that Braden Miller of Miller Time Flies will be here tying. And for you folks who do not know who Braden Miller is, check out his website, MillerTimeflies.com. He's a 14-year-old phenomenon streamer tire. I mean, he ties some crazy stuff. It's awesome. So if you're in the area, we want you to come by. You'll have a chance to spin the vices, see different techniques, Watch Braden spin out some of these amazing streamers that he has. Uh, I can't say enough about the talent level this young man has. The sky's the limit for him, but we're excited that Braden will be joining a party that day. So So that's you, Tim, and
1: Braden on some vice action.
0: Absolutely. So you got various different techniques of people that tie different types of flies. So you get to see a lot of different things done. So yeah. So
1: October the seventeenth. Yeah, put it on your calendar. They'll be here all day that day. All day. In the Silva Shop. That's right.
0: Be there or be square, as Vern used to say. <laughs> be there or be square. Yep. So a uh, big shout-out to, to Ed and Aubrey from uh, uh, Ain't No Ham Like Birmingham, Alabama. It's their 23rd wedding anniversary today. Got to spend nice. the water uh, on the water with them this past weekend. So happy anniversary to those folks right there. 23 years. So. 23. I'm pushing 16. Where are you at? I'll be 20 this 20? That's 20. a big one. Big 20.
1: What day is that?
0: August the 9th. Or April 9th, I'm sorry. I was about to say, Shannon, that was yesterday. My bad. April 9th. But you know, so that leads to a funny story here. Jack says, here goes another rabbit hole. So um, Tanya could not remember the date we got married on. Mm -hmm. I won the bet. I said, it was April the 9th.
1: What did she think it was?
0: No, she had another day. I was like, dude, it's April the 9th. Guess who was right? Yes, boy. (laughs) I was right. So, yeah, big 2 two o this year for us. So, yeah. oh That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. You don't hear that a whole lot anymore, so that's yeah. awesome to see. So, yeah. Well, good deal. Any other happenings, man? I mean, we kind of hit, uh, hit the thing with the Norvice there. Um, off the top of my head. No. Probably should have thought
1: about that and wrote something. Yeah,
0: no. I tell you the happenings, folks, is we're just going to kind of throw this out there, too. Delayed harvest will kick off October 1 with stockings in the first and second and third weeks of October. So if you're looking to schedule a trip from October through whenever, yeah. hop on
1: it now. Yeah, people usually start calling like crazy in August for October, November. So Definitely. Yes. Whether it's with us or somebody else in Western North Carolina, whether it's you know, up towards Boone, Nashville, wherever, Brevard, definitely you might want to get on that and yes. get it booked as quick as possible. Especially this year because we, we've had – An influx because a lot of people that were scheduled in the spring just said, hey, let's push it to the fall um, from everything being shut down. So now there's probably going to be even more demand come October, November. So can't stress it enough. Go ahead and get it on the books with whoever you're going to go with. That's right. So a lot of good guides.
0: Our phone number is 828-488-3333. Once again, 828-488-3333. Or you can book it online at tuckflyshop.com. So get go. that out there as soon as we can.
1: So we got a pretty cool topic today. Yeah. And maybe after we're done with that, we'll probably I'll probably buzz Dale and see if we can get him to get in on the phone. Like we said, he's probably still fishing because they're a couple hours behind us. But we'll give him a call. We might just sit here and listen to it ring. And but we'll give him a shout and then maybe do a fishing report to close it out. So uh today's topic is something I actually wrote a blog about. Gosh, man, it's been years ago now. But uh it's for fall slash winter fishing, and it's basically kind of how to prepare for that. And I know it's August 10th. It's still warm. I know probably people south of us and even east of us that aren't in elevation are probably like, man, it was 95 today. Why are we talking about fall and winter fishing? But it's something to just kind of have in the back of your head. Maybe if you don't have some of this stuff, go ahead and start purchasing it. Um, we've We've seen a couple of these items you probably already have, but some of it, you know, you may not, and you may be like, man, I'll just get it when I get there. I'm going to be completely honest. Some of the supply chains aren't the best right now. So we got a pretty fully stocked fly shop, but there's a couple items that we're struggling trying to get in, one being buffs for, for masks and stuff. But, you know, don't, don't necessarily always think, hey, I might be able to just grab it when I'm there. Go ahead and prep a little bit. So that's kind of what this is to help you out with that. So the first one I got, because this has happened to me before, Um, especially when I was traveling up here and I know some of you do like day trips and stuff, so it's not necessarily that you got a suitcase, um, bring extra clothes, especially if you're on a day trip, because if you fall in and it's 37 outside at eight o'clock in the morning, it's going to be a bad day. It's going to be a rough day because it is cold when you fall into 43 degree water and it's 37 degrees outside. Not only the safety issues of hypothermia, obviously you might be close to your car or something, but um, just kind of think of that. Bring extra clothes. Um, bring something that you would still fish in because you could change your clothes. Put your good clothes back on. Warm up a little. Put your waders back on. Hop back in the water. You know, so it is a possibility. Now the inside of your waders are going to still be wet, but you'll be able to at least get through the day. But okay. you ever had that where you fell in and didn't have a change of clothes,
0: Shannon?
1: No. Oh man, it's, uh, it's that we, is miserable. Yeah, no
0: that that's uh, no that's something that we always had was an extra change of clothes, and and part of that has to do with but like you said, it was it's safety, it's hypothermia. Yeah. Hypothermia can happen in the summertime.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You, you can could. get
0: caught somewhere back here in these mountains and and have a storm come through and you get that change in uh, temperature and, and in and it you know, your body temperature drops that fast, you can have hypothermia in, in a summertime day. So that exists that chance of hypothermia is out there every day of the year. But it's greater in the winter time. Wintertime with hypothermia and in uh uh, frostbite, things like that. Those things can sneak up on you there. And uh, there's no shame in the game by having extra clothes with you. Carry a towel as well, if I could add that to that. Something you can dry off um, yeah. with. Yeah, that's, that's actually, yeah, yeah, that's
1: a good one. It's also a good bath towel in there or a beach towel or something like that that you can dry off. And who knows, you might go have to go hide in the bushes to do all that. But when you're freezing, and trust me, it's a shock to your system when you fall in and it's that cold out. It is, You're like, what the heck? And you can't get out of the river fast enough. Hey, man like, it's, It is rough. But uh, that's a good one. That's probably one of the most important ones, in my opinion. The next one I got that I think is super important, and Shannon added to this when we were making the list earlier, is um, hand warmers slash foot or toe warmers. Um, I've never done the foot or toe warmers, but I've I've always had some hand warmers with me only because – after you catch a fish, you know, you got your hands in the water, you release them and stuff. When you go to try to tie a knot with cold fingers and you can barely, like, touch your thumb to a couple of your, like, your pinky finger, man, it is tough to, tough to tie knots. So, hand warmers, man, those will save your day. The foot warmers, apparently, you've probably done that because you mentioned it, so.
0: I'm a huge advocate for those, and for me, if I can keep my toes warm, I can stay out there all day. Everything else, I'm good so what I like to do is have a quality sock, which is important. Have that quality sock, and then I get the um, the toe warmers. There's various brands, and they there's an adhesive part. Now, they say to put on the top and the bottom of the sock, not directly to your skin, okay? <laughs> I just put them on top, and by doing so, since my waiting boot is not – the like tight I have space in there, the air can circulate and it will Man. keep my toes warm. That's cool. I can say if I'm standing in a deep part of water for quite some time, it can start to lose its effect. But once you start moving get somewhere, you'll warm right up and, and you're good to go. So to be
1: clear, you put it on your actual sock, not the waiter booty. Correct. It goes on the sock yeah. and then you put on your waiter booty. Gotcha. That is correct. just want to make sure so people aren't like, man, this didn't work. Shannon said it would. No. And then things are soaking wet. Yes, correct. <laughs> so. Yes. And then when
0: you're done, if you
1: take the adhesive
0: and stick them side to side and leave them, they'll puff up like a big ball too. It's kind of cool. You know, to kind of play with. It's just that reaction that they do. Works well. I tend to buy a huge box of hand warmers and toe warmers. That will
1: typically get me through the, through the
0: winter, winter season is what I do.
1: All right. Next thing, man, I've got layer your clothing. So how many days have you fished where at seven o'clock you're like, man, it's cold. But by about 1130, you're like, man, it's hot. Mm -hmm. And that's the weather here. You know, you start out and it's whatever, 34 in the morning, but by the afternoon, it might be 65. Yes. And you need to, you need to be able to peel off a layer, a jacket, a pullover, quarter zip. Right long sleeve shirt, whatever it may be. You know, everybody's a little different. I don't get as cold. So a lot of days I don't put a lot of layers on because I get hot too fast, but you know, I know there's a lot of skinny folk out there. Yeah. I ain't skinny, but the skinny folk layer up.
0: Yeah. And the thing about layering up too, you, Bobby is that a lot of these garments that we have today are very technical and they're made for layering. So you can keep the warmth without the bulk and it's a system. It it really is a system, whether it's an Orvis or Sims or Patagonia, the brands that we carry, they have some systems for layering and are quite effective. Yeah, It's super important. Being able to remove that outer garment and put it into a backpack to keep you going is great, but you need breathability. So if you're layering up so thick and your layers can't breathe and you're holding all that moisture next to your body as you perspire, you're going to actually be cold. Yep. So having quality products to layer with is huge. So some Kapilene. there's different things. Don't wear cotton. Cotton's bad. It's it's, it's the kiss of death in some ways for sure. But having the right garments when you're layering up, especially against your direct skin can make the difference in having a comfortable day or a non-comfortable day, regardless if you fall or night you might feel like you have fallen because you can't breathe. You can't have that exchange of moisture away from your body.
1: I've actually got a great example. Obviously, during the winter, a lot of folks wear jeans. You know, they're warm, whatever. But when you wear them with waders, I can honestly say I've worn thin, summertime, like, quick, dry guide pants versus denim, and I am warmer when I wear the guide pants inside my waders because they don't hold the moisture. Where the denim pants, man, you get out of waiter sometimes, it was like, they were leaking like crazy, and it's just body moisture. Right. It's not necessarily sweat. It's just because it won't release through the denim through the waiter. Like the waiter can't operate the way it's supposed to. Yeah. So make sure you buy the right type of clothing to go under that yeah. when you layer in, um, whether it be some type of long underwear, slash, you know, waiting pants or whatnot. They've got several things out there, but cotton is awesome, but it's your enemy when it comes to breathability. In a pair of waiters, yes. for sure, especially jeans. They they uh, actually
0: recommend not wearing jeans in waiters, so yeah. it's it's not the the right thing to do. I think the ladies do it best. Most of them kind of show up in some type of yoga type pant, and yeah. they complain the least uh, about the being uncomfortable or cold. Yeah, and I think it's because of the materials that their garments are
1: made yeah. out of. So uh, the next one, man, it kind of falls in that layering aspect, but it's when it's got those drops of water falling, man, rain jacket, always, always, always during the winter, have a rain jacket. During the summer, a thunderstorm or a shower or something, you can get by usually, even if you get wet. Like we talked about earlier, there is the chance of setting in hypothermia if you can't get out fast enough and you stay wet for hours and hours. But during the winter, man, you do not want to get rained on when it's, you know, 45 degrees outside. So uh, rain jacket, that's just kind of a must. And that's something that um, it doesn't have to be, you know, super high-end Gore-Tex where it takes up a lot of room, but you can just get a rain shell enough to get you to where you need to be, especially if you walked in somewhere or something like that. You know, if you're standing right by your car, you know, you're hundred yards from your not as big a deal. Throw a rain jacket in your car, you don't have to carry it with you. But you know, if you're looking for, hey, I want to build a fish and stay completely dry, then you do need to start looking at that Gore-Tex high end. Uh, range it. Just because it's cost you $150 doesn't mean that it will keep you dry in a complete downpour. Um, Gore-Tex, Gore-Tex, Gore-Tex. If you want a rain jacket that you can stand in torrential rain and fish, you need Gore-Tex. No doubt about it. 100%.
0: Agreed. Um, you can have one of those shells and wear it, and you'll take it off, and you'll feel like it you've been standing in the yes, rain. Because it can't crazy. breathe. It yeah. can't breathe.
1: It feels like you're sticky everywhere, just tacky, nasty, yes. like it's been humid as hell.
0: Yes, it's exactly. terrible, man. The appropriate word. Where Gore-Tex, what a fantastic material. You're able to breathe. It, it. You can be out there forever. The hoods, the one thing I add about a rain jacket is two things. Uh, pit zips. Oh, pit zips are awesome. Fantastic when it's warm. And then the hoods, the way that the hood will come around your hat is very important having the adjustability for around your brim and stuff. So you, so it's covering your entire hat. It gives you that rigid structure. You can move and still function as normal. will pay dividends as far as comfortability and functionability. Yes. If that hood is not staying up, you're going to get water going down your back. Ultimately it's going to go down your waders and it's not going to feel good yeah. at all. But a quality rain jacket is well worth its weight in gold. There's a saying: you'll soon forget about price once you once you realize the quality. So when you're in that situation for the first time with that, say, higher end purchase, you'll
1: forget how much you yeah. paid for it immediately,
0: and you'll have it for a, for quite Man, some it'll last time. A long, long,
1: long, especially with the the what's that Nick Wax stuff mm-hmm. yes. that you can clean it with and keep mm-hmm. the Keep the breathability and stuff. Because they do get dirt on them. Mm-hmm. They do need to be cleaned, but you need to clean them properly. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your waders, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the hood. Man, and get a one with a collar. Yes. So the hood is outside the collar. So if for some reason there was moisture or rain or snow inside the hood, when you go to flip it up, it doesn't go down your back. It hits the, the collar and runs off the jacket like it's supposed to. Some of the lower-end price point jackets, they don't have that collar. Man, you flip that hood up and you just put a, a cup of water down your back which feels terrible. So that is definitely something to look at. Shannon had to step out for a second. I don't know where he ran. He held up his finger and left me. I'm here doing it solo. So we're going to go ahead and talk about the next one, because I can do that one by myself probably. A good winter hat. So down here in the south, we call it a toboggan. I know my wife's from up north, so she always, her and her mom used to get on to me. She, they always told me a toboggan was a sled. But I'm like, no, a toboggan's a hat. That's what we call it. But some people call them winter hat. Now they're called beanies. There's all different names for them. But something that protects, obviously, the heat coming out of your head because that's like the greatest loss of heat usually is through your through your uh, head. But something that maybe you can pull down over your your ears. They even make ones that cover the like your mouth and face and nose. Um, totally up to you. That's a little bit too much for me. But at, right now with COVID, that might be the best thing to buy. I don't know. Yeah. I know a lot of hunters wear those because they're sitting still. In a uh, tree stand. Balakvia? Bal- Balavia? Yeah, what's that thing called? Uh, I know it <laughs> Starts with a B. Yeah, Bal- Baklava. Baklava. There Baklava. we go. Baklava. That's what those Baklava. are called. Yes. So, you know, if you need to go to that extreme, you know, everybody's a little different. Um, you know, kind of pick what fits you best. Some people want something that's packable so they don't have to wear it all the time and they can shove it in their vest or pack it or, uh, pack or in the waiter pocket where their hands go. You know, whatever works for you. I usually, during the winter, I bet I have two to three beanies in my truck. Like they're stuffed in a cubby in the door and the center console or somewhere. Cause sure enough, you'll leave it and be out there and be like, man, I wish I had a bean. And then you go, Oh, I got one in my truck. Yeah. Let me go grab it. Yeah. So there's just those things. I think those are, a, you know, of, a thing neck buffs. They're hard to come by right now. Like we mentioned earlier, but a neck buff keeps your neck warm. Obviously the winds blowing, whatnot, not a lot of leaves on the trees that time of year. So a neck buff is something to go with that winter hat that may keep you a little more comfortable and it can act like a baklava and you can pull it up over your face. Some just to kind of keep the wind off of you if you need to. Um, with that, I mentioned having more than one. If you fall in the water, you might want more than one. Keep that with your extra clothes. So it's one of those things have like the emergency kit with kind of all this stuff ready to go again. Absolutely. Shannon mentioned this one a little earlier socks. He kind of hit it briefly. Do not 100% go cheap on socks. No. Spend go, some money here. Yeah. Go spend, I mean, $15. I'm talking 15 bucks. It's not a ton. If you can spend a little more, that's great. But usually you can find a great pair of socks between $15 and $30. And it pays dividends for sure. Um, they fit better. They're more comfortable at the end of the day. They don't get all stretchy and wrinkly. And you don't get that like toe wedgy jam up there where they're like, the socks started to slide off your foot and they're just so much better. They wick moisture usually, like we talked about earlier. There's just so many pluses to it. It's it once you buy them and find out that they last years and not yes. one season. I mean, year, I've got socks that I've probably that are 10 years old that I yeah. still wear. Yeah. So the money's there. You're just paying it up front and getting the results for multiple years rather than buying a sock and then next year it's got a hole in it and you throw it out and you go buy another $3 sock. So
0: Socks, socks are the one area that people skimps in. They skimp on all the time. Mm-hmm. You buy a new pair of shoes. Typically, you should be buying new socks at that point in time. Yeah. In a lot of cases, that's how it should work. But a lot of folks don't. However, if you invest in that quality pair of socks, whether you're hiking or fishing or hunting, they're going to pay you back tenfold. Yeah. In quality, comfort, warmth, moisture, uh, wicking abilities, durability, uh, odor uh, hmm. abilities. So, so you're I mean, people are wearing the socks, same socks over and over again. There's, yeah, there's yeah. some, there's some things to be said about those socks. And also, these socks in some cases have some kind of ribbing sometimes in your arch area. Yeah, and some fits. things that really kind of gives you some, some orthotic type support. Hug, hugs like, your foot, hugs your foot, just like a Ferrari takes a corner. <laughs> we should probably say a Mercedes since they're kicking everybody else's butt in F1, but uh, <laughs> but uh, that's the thing about a quality sock. And as you mentioned, 15 to to $30, uh, you'll be set for socks and, and you'll get multiple years use out of them as long as you don't like
1: lose them. Yeah. Lose them or you know let the dog chew them or whatever. You always have that one that gets lost. Like the like the the dryer fairy takes it.
0: I don't, everybody else at my house does, but I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't understand it. It's, I just think that they try to throw it at the basket and they miss. Yeah. And it's, it's like
1: behind something in the house for a year. Yeah,
0: No, absolutely. Especially Braden. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's bad,
0: but, but it is an investment and it, it's, it's one of you things, one of those things that if you, if you realize it, um, it's such a small investment, but yet can make you so comfortable or it can ruin your day.
1: Yeah. It could literally ruin your day. Yep, it's like a rock in your shoe where yeah, it just like absolutely. annoys you all day.
0: Absolutely, yep. that's a great way to say it. And then cushioning. I mean, you think about the cushioning yeah. aspects of these socks. It's 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 tremendous. It is. I
1: who, who I knew wear, that the biggest thing we would talk about would be socks. I, we spent more more time on it. I, I wear
0: quality. I wear the socks that I wade in all the time, all winter long. Yeah. I mean, I just over and over and over. I've got, I've got some. Uh, we have both the Orvis and the Simms. I have both and I'll wear, wear them all all winter yeah. long, man, whether I'm in the water or not. I just like how they feel. They feel great, and they last. It does. It's, they they it's last crazy. for sure.
1: Absolutely. So um, another one I got on here, and this is something that, you know, this, this is a little bit of an investment too. Uh, and, you know, for what it takes for that one day or two days a year, at least for us. Now, if you're in the northeast, maybe out west, things like that, you probably already know this. But if you're going to fish in the snow, like you know, hey, it's going to snow tomorrow. Wearing Vibram soles, much better. Um, number one, they grip better through the snow. Not necessarily anything in the water that it gives you. But if you've ever worn felt in the snow, you know what happens. It sticks to the felt. And all of a sudden, you're six inches taller. It is crazy. It's like you've got two big snowball feet walking around. And they, you can kick it, do everything you want. Uh but you can't get it off the basically the only way to get it all off is to either sit there and chisel it off with like a tree branch or stick or step in the water and let the water melt it off your your boots. So Vibram just works so much better in the snow. Again, we don't have to deal with snow a lot here, but you know, some winters we do have a snowier winter than others. But you know, if you come up here in, you know, December, January, February, most time there's, you know, definitely some chances for snow here. And if you're up here for three, four days, you don't want to lose a day because it's a pain in the, you know what, to fish in your boots. So having a good pair of Vibram or rubber soles, you know, um, Orvis makes that Michelin. Michelin. Yeah, that thing grips. Man, I haven't worn it in the winter yet. Dude, that thing's legit. During the summer, that pro boot has been fantastic. Now, water temperatures affect rubber. Everybody knows that. It's like snow tires versus regular tires. So I'm very interested to see once the water temps start going back down. How well that thing does in the winter because it has been outstanding this summer,
0: dude. It's great. So, that tread on that there will shed the debris.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it's, will it's, shed the snow. I tell you right yeah, now. Yeah. So that's just a good one, you know. Just kind of think that in the back of your head and know, hey, if it snows and all you got felt boots, you're going to be kicking snow off and knocking it off, and it's going to be tough to walk. All that stuff. The last one's not a necessity, but man, it sure is real nice. When you got a thermos with some hot coffee or ch- hot chocolate or tea or even soup, man, a hot soup would be good, you know? Yeah. So if you got one of those like Stanley thermoses, or I'm sure Yeti makes one that's about $1,000. Yeti. <laughs> Yeti. But Arctic, I mean, they all make some of those things that you could put some soup or, like I said, a hot beverage in that's just kind of keep you warm. Man, there's nothing better than having a good hot lunch. After standing in the river for about four hours. Yes. so And sometimes you're not anywhere where you can just run and grab something from, you know, a local establishment, whether it be fast food or restaurants. restaurant. So it's nice to kind of bring that with you. Yep. Jet boil,
0: anything like that. I've had trips
1: eat. where I've brought hot chocolate. Dude, yeah. it like turns the trip. Everybody's like, oh, man, this is yeah. awesome. They're out there all kind of cold because they're not used to it. Yeah. And you break out some hot chocolate and yeah, everybody yeah. loves it, man. Yeah. So, that's kind of the list that we came up with. I'm sure there's some other things that if y'all, yeah. you know, ever want to leave comments or anything, yeah. feel free to put them up there and yeah, I certainly challenge
0: you folks if there's
1: anything that,
0: that you would do any differently, be sure to uh to leave us a comment there on our YouTube channel. We'd like to hear hear what those are. We we'd love to hear that and maybe add to the list. If I could add one bonus, oh, yeah. I'm going to call it the pro tip. The 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 pro tip there that that we're going to have today is going to be Along with the hand warmers, which are super important, I am not someone who wears gloves on the water. We know that there's people who do wear gloves on uh, the water. I totally forgot about and, gloves. And we, don't, and we didn't add that to the list. What I will do in conjunction with the hand warmer, I keep a small washcloth in the pockets of my waders. After I remove your fish and the fish swims off, I dry my hands off to remove the moisture and then I will use the hand warmer, uh, to keep, to, to keep the fingertips, uh, functionable so I can do whatever tying and stuff I need to do. But that, uh, that small little worst cloth, so cheap, so cheap to have, but it, it really pays dividends for me. So if I can throw one pro tip to you out there, uh, be sure to maybe to carry a little dry cloth to dry your hands, uh, there and, if you folks are wearing gloves, I would love to hear. You guys, please comment in the comment section down below. Let us know what you think and uh, what you're doing to to stay warm there, what what some tips you may have there. So, yeah, great, great list. Obviously, there's quite a bit more things out there, and we can't cover them all, but it's a great starting point. Absolutely. You want to try to call Dale? Gonna, we're going to try to call Dale.
1: I think you got to turn something on for me.
0: I've got Bluetooth on. Yeah, okay. All right, so I probably need to turn it up, right? Yeah, turn the volume on. All right, so here we go, boys. Let's see if this works. Ladies,
1: work. mm-hmm. It's saying I'm connected, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. You see it? Yep. That's right. Cool. Hold on. Yeah. Why does it keep doing that?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Do I need to disconnect it, and then you need to connect it? Is that kind of how it needs to go?
1: No, it said I was connected. Okay. All right, cool.
0: Well, anyway, folks, as we are... Uh, we're going to attempt to call in here to Dell Coach at Diesel Collins all the way out there in Montana. Maybe, 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 maybe. Let me
1: do that. Yes. Yeah. Give me a second. Give me a second.
0: I don't know. This kind of reminds me of that point uh Tom Petty. Uh, the late, cut it off again. The, the 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 late the the late the late Tom Petty. Um.
1: Um. All right. Now cut it on. That's what I'm doing. Try it one more time uh, here.
0: It's now discoverable. All right. All right. Oh, oh, there you go. Uh, it's trying. Well, the late Tom Petty, um, one of his uh, CD running down a dream. Uh, I remember I got that CD and was listening to it there for the first time. And it got like halfway through and he goes, hello, CD listeners. This is a time where those folks who have a cassette, Tape, have to turn it over and he goes through that little spill and um and this kind of reminds me of that particular moment there so
1: do it off and on one more time yep. sorry we might do all this and then dale may not even answer but it, it'd be cool to talk to him yep. while he's out there
0: it says it's now discoverable i mean there we go yeah, you got it
1: i think it's working now cool maybe cool. we'll see when we if it says it'll connect yep. it was having trouble connecting maybe we're having some, some issues for sure Internet. I don't mm. know. Well, internet doesn't have anything to do with Bluetooth. No, this is Bluetooth. There she goes. It says it's connected. Now, let's go right. here. Let's do that. All
0: right. Let's here we go. That. Let's see what happens here, folks.
1: About to bear with us. Boom. Hey,
0: this is like calling somebody who might have won a prize.
1: It's like it doesn't even want to, like, register to make a regular phone call. It's like my phone's messed up. Dang, Bobby.
0: All right. Hold on. So One maybe, more time. One so, more time. So maybe it was your phone that was messed up instead of the... Uh, Gosh, let's hope not. But, yeah, this is like maybe someone like winning the prize. Try try it on yours. Okay, I guess I have to try to pair (laughs) it. Way to go, Smiley.
1: Like I said, we're going to do all this. While we're doing that, I'll do the fishing report. Fishing report.
0: Fishing report. report. There it is. There
1: we go. Oh, we got to do one. Fishing report. Uh, Um. So we're still kind of seeing the same thing that we've seen. The cool, the temperatures around here have dropped a little bit. It's not quite as warm as it was maybe a week to ten days ago. So that's definitely a positive. I think we actually um, had a night—I uh, forget which night it was—but a few nights ago where it actually hit fifty-nine degrees. So that was good to see. Um, you know, with that, I still think the morning game is probably the the time that you need to be. And when I say that's for you know first light to maybe ten thirty, eleven o'clock. And after that, I'd probably go take an afternoon nap, get a good lunch, and then maybe go back out, you know, early evening, things like that. As far as flies, I would stick to the smaller streams. Um, there are some good tailwaters, like if you go up to the Holston or Watauga, but for around here right by us, I would stick more to the like the National Park watersheds, maybe coming off the Blue Ridge Parkway, things like that. Um, where the water temps are going to stay cooler because the nighttime temps at elevation are going to be better than what they are right now down here in the valley. So that gives you some cooler water. You know, you may see that water start off around 60, 61 degrees, maybe 62, 63, just depending on which watershed it is. You know, by the time you start fishing, it's going to start going up. And by, you know, mid-afternoon, you might see that stuff hit 66, 68 degrees even. And in some instances, maybe even a little higher. And that's the reason you don't want to hit that mid-afternoon if you can, if you can help it. Flywise, oh, keep going. Flywise, you definitely want to use like a, a Yellowstone pattern. Okay. Maybe K even. They're still coming off. Um, yellow stimulators. If you got any rubber legs on those stimulators, man, that seems to to, to do a good job. Terrestrials, fantastic. Do some terrestrial, um, whether it be hoppers, beetles, ants. We're still seeing those be very, very productive. Um, if you get a little bit of rain shower, reach the voice now, oh, 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 If you
0: would leave man, a message, and I'll return your call. We should, should leave really him a nasty
1: message. Uh, you missed out. At
0: the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options.
1: You have, you have disappointed every listener on this podcast. (laughs) We sat here and hyped this up that you were going to tell us all about Montana. And now it's the hit the button, Shannon. Is there one of those? Yeah, there is. (laughs) There's one here somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, that's how everybody feels Uh, right right. now Well, anyway, we gave it a try, Dale We hope you're doing well right there We'll talk to you later, my man Over and out So anyways, stick with those Um, If we do get one of those afternoon thunderstorms I would definitely, you know, have some streamers ready to go Because you might get a little tinge to the water And they're still eager to go after some streamers So that's always a good game um, That you might be able to get one of those big browns to chase, flash Or maybe even eat uh, a streamer So definitely do that um, we're going to try to do fishing reports, too, where we're doing some on the stream a little bit more. Shannon did one, I guess, what, two weeks ago, maybe? Now? Two weeks ago. Stand by for more yeah. this week. We got we got yeah. good feedback. People seem to really like that, so we'll try to do do one of those every week to 10 days, maybe. Dude, it was hilarious. Um, sometimes it's tough to get out there and do it when you're, when you're out there, but we'll... We'll have it. Shannon did the NASCAR thing. If yeah, you haven't just, seen it, you should go watch just, it on Facebook. Just,
0: just so you know, I'm, I'm not a NASCAR driver, nor do I claim to be. However, a lot of these people driving down Main Street sure act like they are, for sure. But it was fun. It, w- it was nice to get out there and fish early that morning. And it fished good, too. I got high hold. Yeah, you told me. Dude, I got, you got high got jumped,
1: you.
0: Have some etiquette out there, people. I got high hold. But anyway, it was fun. It was nice to get out there early morning before opening the shop. And the feedback from you folks was fantastic. I had phone calls. I had messages on Messenger. Had the Simmons boys from Haywood County came in and said, man, they went fishing because they saw it. So <laughs> that was cool. I never expected the great response we were to get, but it was a blast. Then we love bringing you the type of information. And uh, another good fishing report there by Bobby and another good podcast. We appreciate you folks listening. Be sure to share with your friends. Um, uh, Just let people know, you know, we're not doing this to, uh, well, we're doing it for fun and and be informative. That's, that's what we're trying to do. You know, we're, we're not trying to make a buck or anything off this. We're just doing it because we feel like it's important for you folks to know if you're not here, maybe you can feel like you are here and, uh, uh, maybe take a little bit of the stress off your life there. So anyway, we appreciate you folks listening for uh, the Cast with a splash of bourbon. Uh, we don't have any bourbon here with us. We've got some water, uh, but there's a lot of great bourbons out there. And, hey, maybe drop us a line. Tell us what your favorite bourbon is and your favorite bourbon drink, and maybe we can highlight some of those on a network. Or send me episode. some and I'll test it. Yeah, we've had some of that. So we appreciate that for sure. Tanya's employer was saying there's one you can't get in North Carolina, you can't in South Carolina. It's uh, it. I forgot what it is now, bourbon, but it, it's 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 – you know, it's I guess it's a, it's a flavored, it's a little different, yeah. but you can't get it you can't get it in oh. North Carolina. So well, yeah. so let us know what your favorite bourbon is right there, and we certainly may make an highlight on that. So what do you think, man? All hearts and mind clear? Good man. Awesome, man. We're gonna bust this bad boy out so I can get on the get on the phone there with Marvin. But anyway, thanks for listening to the Tuck Cast with a splash of bourbon, sponsored by Brady's handmade nets. Be sure to follow Tuckasiti Fly Shop on all the major social media platforms for all the latest happenings and latest videos. And besides that, you might can laugh or cry, either one or the other. Have a question or comment, send them to info at or via snail mail at TuckFlyShop, 530 West Main Street, Sylvan, North Carolina, 28779. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week.